Welcome to the Allied Advantage, brought to you by Allied Nutrition. Our mission is to provide quality products, consistently made and delivered with the superior customer service and integrity that you desire and deserve. Tag along with your hosts, Ralston Rip and Jefferson Keller, as we gain knowledge, visit with industry experts from across the Midwest, and continue to share your stories. We are here to be your partner in production and success the Allied Advantage. Welcome back to the Allied Advantage. We are excited to kind of be back to our regular schedule after a good holiday break. But Jefferson, how have you been? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Um, I know I'm super excited to be back and just get to catch up. Yeah, um, I'm doing well. Uh, Like I said, glad to be back after the kind of crazy holiday weekend there. We did have a good Thanksgiving Nothing too crazy on actual Thanksgiving Day, but uh, then spent a couple of days in the bitter cold out in Lexington yeah. at a jackpot <laughs> show, uh, helping some families, which was fun. Like I said, I was not prepared for the weather. I couldn't find my ski pants uh, until after the fact, which was unfortunate. But uh, That is sad. No, it was a good couple of days with uh, feed customers, cattle customers. We had a good, good run out there, and uh, yeah, just happy to be back to our regularly scheduled programming and kind of regular day-to-day how about you yeah no thanksgiving was great and um definitely a little chilly and i'm not so sure i'm ready for the cold weather but um you know guys across the countryside are preparing well for the cold weather and um i know personally we're just kind of slowly continuing to get calves weaned to get cows out on stocks and um got all got them all home so Um, yeah, no, it's been good. It's been busy. Time is flying. I cannot believe it's December already. Um, I think there's only 20 days till Christmas. Um, this morning. Yeah, I don't know where time is gone. (laughs) Not at all. And you know, the weather, I don't know that I'm really ready for winter to, to set in and Mm -hmm. be here for the long haul, which we're going to kind of get teased here the next few days. It's supposed to be unseasonably warm, which I'm not going to complain about. We'll take it when we can get it. But um, yeah, I don't know that I'm really what really ready for winter to, to get here and set in for the long haul. Yeah, no. Um, and I think that brings up a good question, you know, just let's talk about what's happening out in the countryside as temperatures are kind of going up and down and, um, kind of getting into the, maybe after this week it'll stay cold, but, um, what do you guys, what are you seeing with your customers? What is kind of some nutrition practices changing to? Uh, we're certainly starting to see an uptick in supplementation yep. for cows, whether it's on stocks or some kind of winter range or maybe even some guys that are dry lotting. And, you know, it's one thing that our team, we always talk about year in, year out when we get to winter is yep. supplementation practices typically are dictated a lot by mm-hmm. weather. Right. Yeah. So if we have an open winter, supplementation is usually down. Now, if we're buried in snow or we get a lot of precipitation, you see a drastic uptick in that, and I understand, but it's certainly something that guys always need to be thinking about, right, setting those cows up for success just because there's no snow on the ground and you see a lot of corn and stalks and husks out there and maybe some yep. corn on the ground doesn't mean that those cows are getting everything they need. So what should we be doing to make sure we're supplementing and meeting their needs that they're not getting from the forage and the feedstuffs that are out there? Um, like I said, we're seeing a, a, that start to pick up a little bit, and there's been some kind of odd weather throughout the state. Yeah. I mean, here in the last few days, we got 
east of us here a little ways got hammered with snow pretty good mm-hmm. just a small swath that i didn't even know was supposed to happen um so just being prepared we've talked about this on multiple episodes already and we'll get to it a little bit later in this one you're way better off being proactive than reactive yep. so once you get into a bind it's really hard to play catch up yeah so what can we do ahead of time to get ourselves in the right kind of set up preparedness for those events yeah and I think the the fun thing about these episodes this is episode number eight and we continue to just keep building upon each episode and um, reflecting back on what we've talked about and even just continuing more in-depth conversations of what we've had and we've had great conversations about supplementation about um, grazing corn stalks and how to best use that or best use your resources that you have out there to do so successfully and um I know I'm really excited for today's episode to, there's a lot of, depending where you're at in the world or just in the state of Nebraska, there's a lot of different things happening. Um, I know one family kind of northwestern part, they just finished harvest a couple nights ago. I know we're still weaning groups of calves in south central Nebraska and, you know, other places, cows might have already been on corn stalks 30 plus days. And so um, lots of variety of what's just happening and I think what I'm pretty excited for is the the partners that we got to visit with today and the tools that they have out there or the different supplement options to really best optimize nutrition. And um, I guess, Jefferson, do you want to kind of give a teaser of who we're going to be talking to today? Before I do that, I just want to hit on, I think you make a great point there with the all of these episodes are building on one another. Yeah. Uh, I think today is is a great representation of that right we cover some things we've talked about and this is kind of the next piece of where we're maybe missing some gaps and where this fits in so um no i'm excited for our guests uh we work with this company uh one of our our guests today is our rep for them um kevin globius with biozyme we've also are going to be joined by dr chris cassidy one of their national beef technical support people, um, which I've known Chris for several years back to his days as the judging coach at Iowa State uh, when I was there at the University of Nebraska. So uh, excited to have him on. I mean, he's well known around the country for kind of his background. And I think uh, it's going to be a great episode filled with a lot of knowledge and it's going to be pretty technical focused. And I think there's a lot of really good information there if if you take the time to listen and, and dig in and go back and do your own research and see how this product or their product line that we can utilize can benefit your outfit. Yeah. And I'll just add, it's, um, I know I, you mentioned that you had previously known these individuals and I think the coolest thing about our industry and just this company in this episode is they talk about their motto is care coming full circle. And this was really a full circle moment for us to, um, you know, reconnect with our reps. But I know I grew up in, cattle associations that Vitafirm, Biozyme Incorporated are huge supporters of. And so it's pretty cool now to be on the flip side and we're getting to learn about it and go out and help support our customers with these products. So I guess without further ado, let's just go ahead and turn it over to the conversations that we had with Kevin Globius and Dr. Chris Cassidy. Well, I am super excited to welcome to the Allied Advantage, Kevin Globius, our area representative with Biozyme Incorporated, as well as Dr. Chris Cassidy, who is a beef technical support 
coordinator, leadership individual. Uh, we talked about kind of your technical title before getting started here, Chris, and it, it seems like you play a lot of different roles. So we're really excited to have you both on and just kind of dive into a conversation. To start us off, I would love if you guys would just introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about where you come from and how you got to where you are today. Sure, I can go ahead and go first. Um, my official title, just like I was telling you, Austin, is a complete tongue twister. It's the Senior Manager of Beef Technical Sales. Um, and you pretty well hit the nail right on the head. My role with the company, Biosign Incorporated, is you just think of the word support, that's pretty much it. So I support our sales efforts um, in trying to help you know grow our business, helping sales managers and nutritional consulting for big customers and big accounts. Um, I serve on, as, on our research board. I'm kind of right there in the middle of new product development as well. And I do a lot of consulting on the marketing side, even though I wouldn't claim that I'm great at marketing by any stretch. But um, lots of different hats. Um, I enjoy my role because I get to work with people all the time. I get to travel and see a lot of different parts of the country. Uh, my background is uh, I grew up on a purebred Angus and grain farming operation in north central Illinois. Um, I went the judging route, just like you guys did. I went to Blackhawk for two years, and then I finished my undergrad at Texas A&M. Uh, and then I went back to the home institution uh, for a master's and PhD in cow-calf nutrition and management back at the University of Illinois. Spent a little time uh, coaching some judging teams there while I was in grad school. I then went and joined the faculty at Iowa State for about five years, and I was a you know, assistant professor there, did some beef extension work. Also coached the judging team there. And then I started with Biozine in January of 2021. So we're coming up on my two-year anniversary. But uh, I appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, we're excited to um, just dive deeper into how you guys play an impactful role with Biozyme and um, visit about your exciting products that I know we sure enjoy using. But with that, Kevin, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I am the Nebraska Area Sales Manager. Um, I have been in the feed industry uh, too long to remember exactly how many years, but um, I started in 1989. Um, I grew up kind of like Chris on a registered Angus operation in Northeast Nebraska. Um, we were a pretty diversified operation. We also had a large swine uh, operation uh, along with that. Um, grew up showing cattle, um, you know, back then, we probably had the opportunity to show it four or five shows a year. It's not quite the same today where there's a show every weekend, yeah. um, but uh, uh, have always enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, my intent in college, I went to University of Nebraska. My intent in college was to go home and farm, which I did in 1987 um, for one year. And uh at the end of the year, the banker said, I probably should get a job. <laughs> so I, I've been here. Um, I, I, I'm like Chris, I absolutely love it. It's a pretty diverse role. I get to help a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of education involved in it. There's a lot of uh, um, going out, looking at the cows, looking at the livestock, you know, um, meeting a wide variety of people. And uh, so, you know, I, I came to work for Biozyme in 1995. I believe that's 28 years coming up in May. Um, I've been really fortunate. I basically you know, made one career change. Uh, when I went to work for Biozyme, I worked for a previous uh, different company prior to that, but uh, uh, absolutely enjoy the livestock industry, the beef industry in Nebraska. Uh, so happy to be here. 
Yeah. Awesome. You're right in the beef state, right? So we're, we're That's excited. Right. That's our love for sure. And so we're, we're in the right place with that, but, um, to go ahead and just get us started. Um, I know that Biozyme Incorporated, you guys have kind of multiple different avenues that you work on within your corporation. And so I guess if we could just kind of hit on kind of the basis of Biozyme and then kind of dive in more specific from there. Sure. Um, I, I'll let Chris speak maybe a little more to some of the some of the products, but uh, um, so Biozyme is a pretty unique uh, company. It was founded, you know, back in early 1960s uh, uh, with the purchase of a feed additive called uh, Amifirm. Um, and so for a lot of years, you know, in order for our customer base to get Amifirm, they would buy a product from us. Um, we actually didn't probably start selling it to other companies until, uh, I don't know, the mid nineties. Um, and so we've had a very successful mineral line in the, in the biofirm line. Um, but a big part of my role today in Nebraska is supporting both the mineral sales of our own supplement division, um, as well as, uh, you know, the additive, uh, sales. And, uh, I think one of the things that, you know, is, is very unique about Biozyme is there's about a hundred in the, uh, 40 employees, um, but we market Amifirm in 42 countries worldwide. And so uh, um, it, it's the fermentation product, uh, uh, you know, it continue to expand at a, at a very rapid, uh, very rapid pace. Um, and that, you know, that business, um, because of its length and longevity, um, we have a substantial amount of research information in terms of how aspergillus works impacts these animals as a prebiotic and you know we probably back in 1960 it was probably uh, largely considered foo-foo dust right there wasn't a lot of direct fed microbials there wasn't a lot of antibiotic use even back then and so um you know the industry kind of went through its period with the you know with antibiotics and we were well ahead of the curve you know we had an additive back then we probably didn't even really know how it worked but today we 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 fully understand that organism and you know how to uh, how to utilize the unique characteristics of it so yeah and kind of build on that too one of the coolest parts about the company is really the discovery our founder back in the 60s the name of Larry Aylert and Kevin could probably dive deeper into this. He, he's already aged himself. You know, he started with his company, when, I think, when the Bears won the Super Bowl back in 85. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he was a real pioneer. And one of the coolest things that I say is that, you know, this product of Amifirm was developed in the 60s and it's withstood the test of 63 years or more. Um, and not very many of them can really say that. And that's not to say that improvements haven't been made and, you know, we aren't looking forward to the bigger and better things, feed additive market and where our aspergillus horizon and our fermentation technology can take us. But the backbone of our company, our Amifirm, um, it's been around since the 60s. And, you know, the, the outcomes when people use it have stayed exactly the same and it's consistent and it's backed by over 200 peer-reviewed research publications. And so it's, uh, it's kind of a unicorn out there as far as what, what it's done historically is also kind of how it comes into play now so yeah it's it's really cool sorry Kevin, that didn't mean to age you further as we're talking here and the amifirm product has been around since the 60s you know it's certainly a name and a product that i'm sure a lot of people in the industry have heard of 
uh, and are somewhat familiar with. Uh, but for those that maybe you're listening and haven't heard about it or aren't exactly sure what it is, why don't you just walk us through what the product does uh, when used in a beef cow, right? Or in whatever scenario we want to focus on, what are the advantages? How does it use? How does it benefit a producer? I'll start first, and then Kevin can kind of piggyback on this a little bit. But I'm going to start a little bit with a story. Um, when I took this role as a, basically a traveling technical specialist, um, I knew the company through Vitafer. Um, and once I got about three weeks into this company, I realized that Vitafer, while a very successful product, it's all about amateur. And I really challenged myself to learn as much as I could in a short amount of time because I really thought that's where the opportunity was in terms of growth from our company and really, you know, beyond growth for our own company, helping beef producers. Because I'll tell you a little bit of kind of how it works, like take it from a bite of Amifirm all the way to what your expected outcome would be. Um, so Amifirm is a prebiotic, so it is not a living organism per se. Um, so it's really easy to handle. It can be pelleted. It can withstand a lot of different levels of pH and moisture and heat. So it's very practical in the way that it's applied. Um, what it is is actually a prebiotic that's a result of the fermentation process. Uh, so we take a, a specific organism. It's a fungi. It's called Aspergillus oryzae. It's hard to spell, even harder to pronounce. Um, and this, we have a specific strength that's proprietary to our company. Um, so we're the only ones that have this strain of Aspergillus oryzae. Basically, through our regimented and patented fermentation process, we take this organism and we ferment it. And the resulting fermentation product, if you will, it's kind of simple, but what comes from that fermentation product is actually amethyst. And that amifirm serves as the prebiotic. It fuels the bugs within the ruminant. Um, there's a lot of prebiotics out there that stimulate bacterial growth. Amifirm does the same. So we're on the same kind of playing field with them in terms of stimulating energy harvesting bacteria, whether that's you know fiber digesting, starch digesting. We've got some great research on lactate utilizers. And Kevin and I have talked a lot about how we don't talk about that enough as a company and how that controls uh, just kind of the rumen pH level and keeps gut health right. Um, but probably what differentiates us from the rest of the playing field is the fact that Amifirm, to my knowledge, is the only prebiotic that will stimulate the fungal populations within the ruminant. And that's really important because the fungi have two major roles. Their first role is to help physically degrade uh, structural carbohydrates that are indigestible or they make feeds harder to utilize by the cows. So if you've got a you know lower quality hay or some straw or ways to kind of stretch a tougher forage. I know some of you guys have dealt with some drought in different parts of the company or different parts of the country. So that fungi is going to help break down physically some of those structural components. And the fungi are actually um, responsible for all the ruminant enzymatic production as well. So if we can stimulate the fungi from within to produce the enzymes that that cow needs so that she can unlock more nutrition internally. It's a lot easier to try to feed these enzymes, you know, from different sources and whatnot, because you're trying to hit a moving target. 
and you're fueling that cow to get exactly off the type of enzymatic profile that she needs to utilize that feed most effectively. So that's kind of what happens in the rumen. Um, Kevin, I don't know if I, you know, there's other things you want to add to it. It's a really cool product. I, I think just to expand on that a little bit, you know, um, ruminant animals, you know, very unique, um, but our, but our benefits on, on Amiferm, you know, don't really stop there. There's kind of three things to a ruminant customer, whether it's sheep, goats, cattle, um, that, that I talk to them about. I mean, the, the one we're obviously known for, Chris touched on a little bit is digestibility. Um, but when you, when you increase digestibility of the hard to digest fiber parts of the diet, a secondary effect of that is uh, it's an impact on intake, on feed intake. And so, you know, we, we tend to, if I, if I look at a, if I look at a diet, uh, you know, that's, that's a combination of grain and forage, like a lot of our show kids utilize, um, or grain and fiber, starch and fiber, um, you know, th those types of diets, I mean, we see an increase in, in, overall dry matter digestibility, overall dry matter intake on the positive side. So we see a five, 6% increase in intake. Um, we see a 12% improvement in uh, digestibility. Um, one of the things I do, so, so there's the three things are really digestibility, which helps drive intake, but then also some of the research we've done in the last five to 10 years, looking at uh, nutrient absorption. Um, when the gut is functioning properly, right? We've all heard of leaky gut. Um, when the gut is functioning properly, um, the nature of the animal is to try and encourage um, passive absorption. That's absorption into the bloodstream, you know, from the small intestine that uh, uh, doesn't require energy. Because if you go through the cell, the active transport, if you go through the cell, um, it's going to take some energy to do that. And so we we we've found through the research that uh, we can have an impact on energy and mineral absorption, um, which I think is, is really, uh, you know, really uh, kind of some state of the art uh, research that the end result of that is, you know, the baby calf is ending up uh, getting more milk or more trace mineral through the milk because Amiferm is in his mineral or in your feed or in your supplement that you're using to supplement those cows. So um, it's, it's sometimes it's a challenge in the, 28 years I've been here because Amiferm does so many, you know, so many things that you really have to kind of set the expectation for that uh, producer. But one of the things I love about it is, you know, we'll have a conversation. He's having a challenge or an issue. And I, I guess one kind of current industry trend that I see in uh, Nebraska, you know, we had the terrible drought in 2012 uh, or in 20, sorry, 2023, um, 22, 23. And, you know, a lot of guys went to the pasture, went to pasture this spring, they were out of feed. And uh, this is probably more so up in the sand hills where it's harder to deliver feed to those cows. But there is a tremendous amount of open cows in the, in Northwest Nebraska. And they had beautiful grass, right? Um, but it didn't come until the middle of June. And it, what happened in May was they were out of hay. So they kicked them back out to the pasture. And what was there was carryover grass from the previous year was not very digestible in the um, you know, for, for Biozyme, I think there's a tremendous opportunity there with the messaging because, you know, everybody wants to blame that mineral program on their open cows, but that was an energy issue. And that number one, first and foremost, is one of the biggest things that Amiferm does. 
when you have amiferm in that diet, however you get it in there, um, whatever type of supplement you use to get it into the animal, you're going to get an energy response that helps keep that cow in in better shape and, and is better prepared to, to be in a reproductive state. So I kind of rolled, rambled into a lot of different things there, but uh, um, Chris, I don't know if you, if you have any additional thoughts, but I, I think. No, no, I think like, you know, digestibility benefits of firm have been proven since honestly the sixties and seventies across different, I mean, cattle have changed a lot since then, but we've seen very repeatable results, but really I, I'm with you. And without divulging too much information, kind of our focus now is you know, not just how do we use you know our feed additive line, our fermentation technology to not just break the feed down in the room and from a digestibility sense, but how do we get these cattle to utilize it? How do we get them to absorb it properly so that it goes somewhere that it can be beneficial to the producer, whether that's you know less you know open cows, you know more effective AI conception rates on heifers faster clean out and tighter calving windows because of that energy boost and utilization is kind of where we're at. So I think you bring up a, a really awesome point. Yeah, you guys um, are having very pertinent in conversation and just um, influential, especially, you know, you talked about Kevin, um, preg checking cows this fall and winter. There's definitely been some ups and downs with that. And I think the next question I have that'd be fun to talk about is, you know, as we're going into these winter months and colder months of supplementing cows or, you know, guys have maybe already been haying cows for quite a while now, how can Amifirm play a role in their nutrition program, um, whether it's cows or whether it's weaning calves that they're bringing into the lots? Um, what's some advice that maybe you'd have for just relevant to the time we're in right now? Yeah, so... Like it was, we were joking a little bit. It's it's actually snowing up here in northern Illinois right now. So you know, winter is knocking on the door. We all know, you know, associated effects that come with that. You know, obviously, you know, Kevin and I have talked about this. Kevin's one of the senior sales managers, and with his experience, he's probably forgotten more information than I've ever learned. But you know, we 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 preach a lot to to the younger sales group and to, to just the producers out there that as these you know temperatures drop, precipitation comes up, snow and sleet and whatever, you know, there's a lower critical temperature that these cows can withstand. For about every degree that goes below that, uh, these cattle are going to need an extra percentage of energy, you know, metabolized. So that's exactly kind of what what we'd said with the conversation with Amifer is really going to come into play. It gets colder and essentially these cows got to eat. Uh, and if you don't have the right quality here, like, you know, like we were saying, Amifirm is a great tool to help, you know, increase the digestibility breakdown of that so that physical pill is not necessarily a limiting factor on them. You know, they're not eating so much kind of low quality hay that they just can't get enough energy. Uh, it's going to help with that. So, you know, there's other supplement strategies that other producers can use too. You know, some people throw a couple pounds of grain out there just to keep their energy up, you know, keep them from battling that cold stress. But, you know, when you have that grain introduced to the cow that's been adapted to forage for months and months and maybe even years, you run the risk of a little bit of mild acidosis. And like I said before, when you've got him from diets and you've got the ability to stimulate the lactate utilizing bacteria, it can help internally buffer that pH to where they can kind of expand uh, you know, a, a smaller drop in pH that you don't lose any fiber digestibility. So lots of different tools, like Kevin said, 
the, the, the best thing about Amherst, it's, it's so wide in terms of the net of cast from a mode of action sense, but there's a lot of great application as we're moving into these cold stress months uh, when these guys are going to need more energy. You brought up a good point there, Chris, and kind of something that we talked about on an episode, maybe two episodes ago, with the uh, critical temp when we get into this severe cold. And uh, at that time, we were talking about the polar vortex we had a year or two ago where we had a week stretch of ambient air temp being negative 20 into negative 30, right? At that point, the cows can physically not eat enough to maintain, right? They are backwards. It is impossible. So finding solutions for producers, like using Amifirm to where they're getting more out of the feed that that cow is consuming is huge. And uh, we talked about that with our on-staff PhD a couple weeks ago in in that episode with him and some other options. But I think another great resource to consider as we get into this cold stretch, I mean, here in Nebraska, we don't have prolonged stretches of that bitter cold, but seems like here the last few years we'll get into a week 10 days where we're really battling it and there's parts of the country where that's common i mean they're it sets in for the winter and they've got to figure out how to deal with it so i think that's a really good point that you brought up and a good tool that producers can use to to plan ahead and set those cows up for success in some cold stress situations yeah and the nice thing is from a product sense too i mean there's like i said just the the handling capabilities of Amma Firm are pretty endless because it's not sensitive to temperature, so it can be mixed into a TMR pretty easily if that's the way you deliver your feed. It can sit in a mineral tub or it can sit in a mineral feeder and it not be impacted by that. So there's different ways to kind of deliver it to the cattle. Yeah, I think it's really critical to get them up to speed now as we kind of prepare for these months. Absolutely. It's always better to be proactive than reactive and you know it's <laughs> i mean you're 23 20 below i mean they don't happen very often but they do there's not a thing you can do about it you bet deep you put a bunch of hay out and you just kind of hope that they can get enough and that's where everything comes into play right and i guess the next thing that i kind of want to bring up or that ralston maybe hit on a little bit you know Kevin and I, we've talked a bit about how we utilize Amifirm and some of our product lineup um and I know this is kind of our general allied episode, so I don't want to get too deep into it, but we use Amifirm in all of our show feeds uh, that we manufacture. We've also got it in our stress tub. Let's just hit briefly on the benefits that you see of, of having that product in a show diet, uh, whether it's being force fed or offered in a tub or both. What, what is the real value to a family and an exhibitor when they're trying to get their livestock ready to go to town? Sure. Sure. You know, it's, it, I've shown cattle my whole life and I've got bad show cattle too. So I totally get it. Um, I feel like when the show cattle deal, especially where we are in 2023, the margin of error every year that goes by, if you want to be successful, you want to play at a high level, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so when nutrition is really the, the one thing that you have control over, I mean, you can't control the weather, you can't control a lot of things, but you can control, you know, their stress management and their nutritional, you know, program. And so, you know, Amifirm and the show kind of diet on a day-to-day -day basis, I think is pretty critical because one thing we don't really talk about is 
We asked these show kennels to do kind of extraordinary, non-native things. So we put them in cooler rooms in the summer. Then we haul them a thousand miles in the trailer and expect them to drink and eat. We, we just expect a lot of them. Uh, and they're very high genetics as well. So kind of diving into where Amifar really fits in here to me is, I think on a day-to-day -day basis, most people would probably say they're, they're guilty of this, is that there's diet changes all the time. Um, people are mixing different supplements and different, you know, feed ingredients, you know, changing the feeding level, changing this all the time. And having Amifar in that diet on a day-to-day -day basis helps kind of regulate the swings that they have in terms of what they're, they're offering. And the reason I think that's important is because you can kind of keep the room and environment working at the highest level because people don't realize that the immune system of that animal, 70% of it or more is going to be right there in the gut. And so it's really important to keep your gut health paramount because when we are traveling, changing environments, giving them different water sources, different facilities and you know, they're near cattle that they've never been here before, tied up in the stall and probably not real well ventilated show ring or barn. We subject them to a lot of, you know, diseases too. So, you know, I think, again, it just goes to a proactive approach. I think personally, you know, the digestibility model is fine. You can help, you know, Amifirm can help with that. But I, I think in show cattle diet, it's about keeping gut health right. You know, there's constantly changes in their diet fine-tuning here, fine-tuning there. We're trying to build the immune system through the gut by strengthening the microbiome um, and things of that nature. So, you know, I always say too, you know, we're trying to make cattle have really nice coat of hair and skin and hair. Usually like when your health is really high, you, you get better hair growth as a human. It's really not even different. You know, my hair grows better when I'm healthy. You know, my fingernails grow better when I'm healthy. And I know it's kind of a goofy analogy, but I think it holds a lot of weight, especially in an industry where the margin of error is just absolutely amazing. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of my experience. My cattle, you know, that I play with in the show ring, uh, they're on some form of man firm every day. Uh, we use sure champ a lot. Uh, some form of a stress tub, I think, is a great idea. And you guys are incorporating Amifirm into the stress tub. So, a lot of different ways to get it. And in your show feed, too, then you know that, you know, that animal's, you know, having the opportunity to boost their, their gut microbiome from within. So, yeah. Thank so you the, only other, the only other thing, Chris, I think that I'd like to add on to that, Jefferson, is, uh, um, you know, we talked earlier in the show just a little bit about, uh, uh, just a little bit about uh, Amifirm's effect on stabilizing the room and pH. You know, with kids these days and the feeding schedules and the, you know, school schedules and all the things that they're doing, you know, and then even trailering them and taking them to a show, right? We're constantly disrupting that feeding time. Um, and so I, I think a big piece on the show cattle would kind of fit in with what uh, with Dr. Cassidy had said. Um, Amifirm gets used a lot in show rations because of the strong, steady, consistent appetite. But what drives that is that mode of action that we under talk about in terms of Amifirm's ability to stimulate the lactate utilizers. Um, which convert the lactic acid into usable VFA um, and, and bring that rumen pH up. So that gut feels healthy. That calf wants to go back to the bunk and eat again. And, and I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you ask 
customers across country that use Amifirm, you know, what they see, they will say consistent appetite in a show calf. Um, and, and you've got to have that. I mean, it just, Chris is right. The margin for air on these calves, you can't afford to have them be off feed for a week, right? Or even a couple days. And, you know, and so I, I think that's a big piece of, of Amiferm in the show diets. We just don't see the dis digestive upsets, the acidosis, the bloat uh, with Amiferm in that diet. We're, we're doubling that bacteria population um, that's digesting that feed, but that also makes them much more resilient to fighting off you know, bad organisms, salmonella, E. coli, the stuff that comes in because of stress, um, we're able to have a more resilient rumen microbiome to fight that off with Amifirm in that diet. I think you both bring up some really good points. And Chris, you know, or you both talked about it. The margin of error thing is, it's crazy. I mean, how good cattle have gotten across the board. I mean, I think the quality at every level has risen uh, and, the feeding of these show animals has gotten to a science. And I think one piece that maybe a lot of people don't think about is how much stress we're putting them under, because for us, it's just what we do, right? We don't think about it from their perspective, but you know, like you talked hauling them all over the country. And especially this time of year, if you're jackpotting much, most barns are probably pretty nasty and dusty and they get closed up and it's hot inside. And then you're taking them outside and it's 15 degrees. You're asking for trouble. Right. So um, how can we keep something consistent that's going to continue to set those livestock up for success is huge. And I think that's why we as a company wanted to include Amifirm in those in our show feeds, uh, in our stress tub. And I think, you know, at least our place, I'm, I'm a big believer in having a stress product out there at all times, not just when you get them in and start it on feed. Uh, I think that all of those things are great resources for those cattle to have. Um but no, just some really interesting points there you brought up. And I think the one big thing that, you know, like I said, that this is just what we do uh, as people that show all, all the time. And we don't necessarily look at it from the animal's perspective of, okay, every, all these things we're doing is a stress event for that calf, right? And shoot, some of these cattle are going to 20 shows a year. You think, shoot, by the time you hit five, they're an old pro. Well, that's still putting stress on the animal, even at show six through 20, right? So how can we do our best to kind of safeguard against all these things that are, you know, for lack of a better term, attacking our progress? Yeah. And I, you know, something to add on here too. Um, I know the show ring focus has shifted a lot, even since when I showed, I'm only 36, so it's not been terribly long, but it is, we've gone to a, you know, show every weekend kind of mantra. I mean, like when I was a kid, you went to your state previous show, you went to the county fair, you maybe went to junior nationals if it worked, and then your state fair, and that was about it. So just like Kevin, you went to about five or six shows a year. But when we're stressing this down a lot, I think long-term breeding heifer guy, um, you know, I'm probably one of the tried and true, and people make fun of me. I am a blue blood Angus guy out of a heart, and, you know, I still believe in production too. And so, you know, I want my show heifers to do well in the ring, but they got to do well as cows too. So we're consistently stressing them, adding all these things that you talked about. It's hard to get that show heifer bread. It's hard to get her bread on time. And we know the implications that that has down the road in terms of her productive life and the revenue that she could potentially generate for you and your kids and your family and whatnot. So, you know, 
I'm not saying that I'm not competitive. Believe me, I'm as competitive as they come and I want to win. But at the end of the day, you know, that show season for that female is so short-lived in the great span of things. And if we can prepare her during her, and really it's a critical time point in her life. Like she's growing, she's developing. And we're asking her to go to these shows and we're asking her to do all these things. And then we always seem to find every year somebody had that heifer that didn't breed background or didn't couldn't get her bread, struggled to do this, or she, you know, was a late cab or and that has implications. That, you know, you can kick that can down the road, but the bill comes due at some point in your production phase. So, you know, I think, you know, keeping the production principles in mind, again, I'm not a trader, I'm not a jackpot, I'm a breeder as well. So that's really important to me and keeping them healthy while they're still growing, while they're developing, while they're maturing and, you know, getting ready for that breeding time, is, I think it's really important too. I think that's a great point. And obviously Ralston and I are both passionate about the show side of the industry and our business, but that is not the bulk of what we do, right? I mean, yeah. our bread and butter is cow calf, feedlots, backgrounders, commercial cattle outfits, um, the point that you made there, I think is really valid because as we talk about the margin of error getting so much thinner and the quality of everything going up costs mm -hmm. to show cattle. I mean, it's, it is getting to a point where, I mean, it's crazy to think about, you know, when you start figuring out trying to go find your next heifer. So if you miss that first breeding opportunity, you have, an extra 12 months before you're going to see any hopeful return, right? This is an expensive well, enough venture as it is. We need to make sure that we're capitalizing on the backside the best we can. I think it is a really good point. One thing, one thing I'd throw out to Jefferson is that cost factor, right? I mean, whether you're a show, whether you're a show guy or you're a commercial cattleman in the Nebraska Sandhills that had 20% opens this year, right? Like their cost, their costs are significantly higher. Um, cost of repair, cost of fuel, cost of care, cost of land, cost. I mean, so, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that's beautiful about having been with Bosnian for 28 years. I do remember when I first started some of my initial training, I was told the fact that we add $8 worth of Amiferm to a bag of mineral, uh, the benefit that that producer gets will pay for that bag all of that bag of mineral now mineral was a heck of a lot cheaper back then but so were cattle i i think the part that amazes me today is that for the three to four cent investment in amifirm that uh that it costs to, to to dose this cow um the return to that producer um just in energy and protein alone last year was around a, a 13 to 1 return if you looked at it in a diet from a nutritionist perspective hey if i feed amifirm I can feed a little bit lower energy. I get a 10% bump in protein digestibility, so I can feed a little less protein. Um, there's two, there's kind of two ways to use Amiferm. And we've talked about we've talked about one that two that, that in the show world, right? That is probably not one where you're going to adjust the ration. You're going to add Amiferm and you're going to take advantage of the added performance. But for some of these cattlemen, you know, that are trying to figure out the most economical way to supplement hay that maybe last year got rained on three times and it's lower in energy and it's lower in protein. Um, I don't know if there's anything out there that has a better return than that three or four cent investment in Amiferm. 
do that first, right? Then then get a hold of you know your nutrition advisor and buy the additional energy or protein that you need. But uh, um, you know, I like to make things simple for that producer. And I, I look at I look at really a dose of Amer from going into a cow. Um, the extra energy she's going to get that's currently going to waste from fiber that's not digested, and the extra protein that's currently going to waste that's not digested, um, is equivalent to about feeding your cow two pounds of 20% grain mix a day. So, I mean, in today's market, I mean, if 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 you could sell 20% grain mix for uh, two cents a pound, $40 a ton, uh, none of us would be sitting here because we'd be on vacation in the Bahamas, right? Um, exactly. But that that really is the economics that it that it offers in a, a nutshell. If you sim oversimplify it and all these years of research, what's that cow going to get? She's going to get the equivalent of a pound of corn and about a pound of pound of DDG yeah. by putting three cents in her. That's yeah. we're the only one of the only companies that have the, the data where we've actually physically measured that. So it's it's super super cool science. Well, this has been an awesome conversation, really just getting to know you guys as individuals, how you got to where you are and how Biozyme really is playing an influential and impactful role in the industry today. I think to kind of wrap up, we'd love to just visit, is there anything new coming down the pipeline for you guys or that you guys are seeing um, or kind of what's what's coming up new for Biozyme down the road? <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, the answer in short is a ton of stuff. And I have to be a little careful with how much information I divulge because there are some very, very, very fun and new things coming very, very soon. Yeah. Um, but I would say as a whole, one thing that we're really focused on is that you go back to the very first couple of concepts that I discussed about how do we create a referral? We use an organism called Aspergillus oryzae mm -hmm. and we ferment it. And what we've actually done is kind of rewind it and went back to that organism. We genetically sequenced it, so we know its genetic capabilities. And we know that it's sensitive to fermentation, but also very flexible. So currently what we're working on now is some, you know, how can we take that organism that's proprietary to us and continue to create more scientifically advanced feed additives that have specific purposes. Yeah. Um, Amiferm's not going anywhere. It's withstood the test of time. It's been around since the 60s, but we are working very vigorously in the science of our fermentation. Um, and there are some way, way cool things that I probably can't tell you a whole lot about yet, uh, but I'm involved in research and some of that, and it is, uh, it's pretty exciting. So, yeah. And there's some new products uh, that we're hoping to uh, maybe bring to the marketplace here in the very, very near future that are pretty exciting too. So. Well, that is exciting to hear. And it's always, you know, it's fun to talk about our history and where we come from, because that's really important, but also to dream about where we're headed. So we're excited to hear that. And I know that we really enjoy getting to work with Kevin here in Nebraska, um, kind of growing our knowledge on how those products can really help our customers and um, putting them in products that make sense to take to the marketplace for us. So we sure appreciate that. And I think as we wrap up, I'll just offer if you guys have any final thoughts or wisdom to share with our listeners um, or just even a call to action if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, like I said, Kevin's been around for a long time. He's way, way sharp and you guys are very privileged in the state of Nebraska to have him. He's one of our, if not our very best sales manager in terms of knowledge and experience. Like I said, he's forgotten more stuff than I've ever learned. So use him, use him vigorously. Sorry, I don't mean to sell you out there, but 
you've got one of the best we have to offer there. Uh, you know, it's, I would probably say this on behalf of the both of us as well as the company. Uh, our motto is care that comes full circle. Um, and our vision and our values of the company are, you know, to provide a product that, that obviously helps the animal, but then the animal in turn helps you. And so it's that kind of care that comes full circle. So we believe in you know, health, nutrition, but we believe in youth, giving back to the, to the industries that uh, that support us too. So but I appreciate you guys having us. It's good to see you guys. I obviously kind of knew you from some of the judging ranks. And it's, I'm happy that you guys are having great success. This podcast is awesome. So. Yeah, well, we appreciate you guys. And um, I know personally that I'm probably a progeny from the youth programs that Vita Firm and Biozyme have helped supported um, with the National Junior Herbert Association. So personally, I sure appreciate that. And, you know, now on the other side of it, it's pretty exciting to be learning from you guys about your products and how I can help my customers better utilize them. So it definitely came full circle, full circle for me. Um, and so I I definitely know the impact that you guys are making, not only in livestock, but in youth and leaders as well. Absolutely. And I, I just want to thank you guys for having us, having us on. So um, if I can help in any way, you know, just reach out. Uh, happy to happy to get together with with you guys and your in uh, your uh, nutrition advisors to work with uh, work with you on how to get amber from into your diets. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kevin and Dr. Cassidy, and we'll hope to see you guys soon and next time on The Allied Advantage. Thank you for joining us on The Allied Advantage, brought to you by Allied Nutrition. Tune in every second and fourth Thursday of the month and stay up to date with your partner in production and success. The Allied Advantage.